teenagers. And today, we're going to talk about community and what it means to us and whether it's important. And this group meets every Friday at Hutton House during term time. So I, we're going to hear about what the kind of things they get up to. But also, they've created their own community. So I want to hear a little bit more about that. So I'm Lucia, I'm hosting the show, and let's start with Louise. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Louise, originally from Jamaica. I've been in England for over 50 years. I come to this club for about maybe four years or more. I enjoy it, and the girls, the teenage girls them that are here. And then I like the activities what we do. When I first come here, I was not very, very well and I was reluctant to do anything. But now, whatever is going on, I'm in it. Lovely, thank you very much. Uh, Victor, do you want to tell us Hello, a bit about I'm yourself? Victor, I'm one of the recycled teenagers. Been coming here for Oh, well, we're over 10 years, I should think. Uh, and I do other activities. I'm part of, uh, well, a part of the drama of Youth 3A Hackney. Also, Green Candle Dance Group of Tower Hamlets. So I like being active. I'm also an artist, etc. Excellent, thank you. Well, I, I want to hear more about um, your artistic endeavours. Uh, Myrtle. Uh, my name's Myrtle. I have been living in Hackney for some years and uh, I do not know some things about the changes about technology and Facebook and email, <laughs> but the, some of the old-fashioned things I do know. But, um, I am into the community. I go to health and fitness and into um, the King's Hall and uh, into the community choir, dance class and uh, some community lunch club and some I enjoy and some I don't. And what I don't enjoy, I don't really worry to be part of some things. That makes sense. Margaret. Oh, hi, my name is Margaret and um, I've lived in Hackney 25 years and I'm one of the recycled teenagers. I'm one of the good ones, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the recycled teenagers, we're a group that gathers every Friday afternoon, 1.30 to 3.30 and we dance, we sing, we make things and we socialise. We haven't had any fights yet, but you know, who knows? <laughs> but um, we're all different nationalities, different religions, and we all get on very well. We're more like a family now than just a group. And I really love coming in here, and I hope I'll be coming for many years to come. I hope, anyway. Thanks, Margaret. Joan. My name's Joan. I was born in Hackney, lived in Hackney all my life, seen all the changes, some for the good, some for not so good. Uh, I come to Sutton House every Friday in turn. Uh, I can't say that I do everything that we have. I'm disabled and can't do some things, but the atmosphere is friendly. I don't take any notice of nationality, religion, whatever people want, that's what they want, nothing to do with me. But Sutton House is very, very friendly. Lovely, thanks. Anne? Hello, my name is Anne, and I've been living in Hackney for the last 50 years. Um, I'm now part of the community, and uh, I feel more English than Irish. <laughs> I came from Ireland originally. Um, so, and I've lived on the Kingsmead Estate all that time. And um, I used to know all the people on the estate, but now I don't know anybody because everybody's passing. It's like passing ships in the night, and they, um, you, you get, just get to know somebody, and they're gone. 
So now I just keep myself to myself, and I just get on. And I come here to Sutton House, yeah, and I enjoy it. I've been coming here since the 1997 or 98. So I think I'm one of the part of the furniture now. <laughs> Great. Um, so a few things have come up and actually I just want to, um, I think, reflect on something that you said Anne, about, you know, people just passing through and then the, it's really hard to kind of build friendships because people are just moving all the time and so that community isn't necessarily staying there. Do you think that's a problem these days that because um, people don't stay very long in one place or that, you know, as you get older, I guess um, people of your age aren't necessarily around you. What, what, how do you kind of deal with that? How do you um, kind of make that work for, to, to sort of keep those relationships going when people are moving around so much? Margaret? Well, here at Sutton House, I mean... People don't just move on, people pass away as well. Mm. Yeah. And that's, a, that's a, well, something we all have to deal with because we're all passing through really, aren't we? You know, so really what we do is we enjoy each other's company while we can because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And that's why the recycled teenagers, especially in Hackney, is one of the best places to come, I think so, for somebody of my age. I mean, I'm 73 and I've been coming here at least 12 years, I think, now. So this has been going yeah, for 12 years? Yeah, so I've seen a lot of people oh. come and a lot of people go and a lot of people pass away. So how long, how long has this place been going for then? Who can tell me? Anne said she's been coming since 1998. That's 20 years. To, to Sutton House? Yeah. 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 Wow. It's been open for the National yeah. Trust property. Yeah, I know, like, Sutton House, but this actual... Um, this group yeah, this hasn't group. been yeah. going that long, has it? Yeah. When I came, yeah, when I came, yeah. there was yeah. a lot more people 20 around. 20 years, has it, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I came from early wow. 2000. Right. Sometimes, I don't know exactly yeah. when. Yeah. Yeah. Two or three. I think you forget how long you've been coming because yeah. it's so friendly and you just you're just chatting to each other. You don't realise what to. So, what made you all decide? What was the thing that made you decide to come? At what point did you say, "Oh, actually, this sounds really good. I'm going to go. I'm going to go to this." Well, it was word of mouth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to a drama class at Arcola, Arcola Theatre. Yeah. At Dalston. And one of the ladies was telling about Sutton House. Yeah. So a few of us came. Some of them don't come anymore, but uh, I'm still here. <laughs> how about you, Louise? How, where, how did you hear about it? Well, my friends, a couple of my friends, they came. And when I was not focusing, they said, it's a good thing I'll come and sit and meet people. So. That will take me out of the house. So I came, and I don't regret it. One of them is sitting immediately behind me, I think. Her name is <laughs> my friend behind me here. What's her name? Jean. <laughs> and um, um, I'm glad they did. So that's They've been trouble ever since. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> they make me. She take over. <laughs> and so... Um, and Myrtle, how did you hear about it? Do you remember? I um, into the library and into the citizen advice. It was advertised there. And so I went to Hackney citizen advice and me and my friend and uh, used to be here. And we saw the, the poster in the library and in the Hackney citizen advice. And, we said we will coming into here, and then that was that. And we liked it since, and we have done a lot of things, and I have learned a lot of things in here that I didn't really know that I could have done. Uh, like what, for example? Uh, like like making flowers, as someone say, making the gloves, or you make the gloves and you do that, and painting and coloring and Poppy's Day, and other things to the other charity shop, and Red Nose Day. So it's been, well, not only fun, but it's been great learning what we have learned. 
And so um, I was talking to some people yesterday about growing older. And one thing that um, they were saying to me mm -hmm. is that it's very difficult. There are lots of groups for just older people, but there aren't that many opportunities to mix with people of different ages and have that kind of community of lots of people that you know from different generations so that you can share experiences um, with, you know, not just people of your age group. Does, has anyone got any thoughts about that? Any comments? Yeah, Margaret. Well, we've had young people from school come here, you know, we can learn from them and they can learn from us because they are going to be where we are one day. Yeah. You know, we're never going to go back to where they are, but they're going to be where we are so we can learn from each other. And I think we had some from a school, I don't know if the school across the road, and they, I don't know if you remember that, Joan. Yeah, and they all sat on the floor. They all sat on the floor and showed us what they'd made, you know, which yeah. it was really good because younger people, we've got to learn to get together more. Because we sort of, we're, we're drifting apart, you know, the yeah. younger people are going their way and they're just leaving us here. No, we've got to interact with younger people more. Can I ask, um, can you put your hands up if you regularly see your children or your grandchildren? If you have them. So about half, half the room. So for those who don't either have children or grandchildren or don't see them regularly, how do you create that contact? with younger people? I've got a, uh, an Islamic family living next door to me, and they've lived there a few years now. Uh, the children are growing older now, but when they were younger, I remember one day sitting indoors, watching the television, as unusual, sitting indoors, and there was a knock at the door, and these two young children said, we're bored, can we come in? Have you got anything we can do? <laughs> and I, 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 yeah, literally just like that. And they yeah. walked in and, and I found them some painting to do. I got some paints and paper. And they were quite happy doing that. And then there was a knock on the door sometime later and it was their older sister. And she said, I've come to get your daddy, Roger. We're not finished yet. <laughs> and I <they> wouldn't go. <laughs> and they've been doing that quite often. And when the mother sees me, she always comes up and gives me a kiss. And the father always waves, and, and the, the atmosphere on the estate is quite good because it's mainly older people. But like with, with here, we're all older people, but it doesn't make any difference. We get on with life and do things. Yeah, so that's important being yeah. active. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've yeah. got a holiday for June, a holiday for July. That's, that's the first two this year. I've still got another one to go. If you sit down, I can't stand people that get to 60 and go, oh, I'm getting old, I can't do anything. Mm. My attitude is get up and get going. Yeah. And that, that's, that's what we do. We get up and we get going. We all belong to various other clubs. Yeah. But we don't take any notice of how old anyone is here. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I, I find, feel... though... Oh, sorry. Sorry. Victor. Victor. No, go ahead. I feel lost if there is a day when I'm not going somewhere. Yeah. So my diary yeah. is always, oh, this, this, this. And if there is a day that is not planned, yeah. and, um, I mean, I've got things to do. I can do art at home. Yeah. But I still want to go safe. somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I find that um, human beings as a whole, we don't interact with each other anymore unless you've got a telephone. Or an email. You know, do you really see young people having conversations with each other unless it's on the telephone? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. older people tend to, we like to speak to each other yeah. one to one. Yeah. I don't want to have to pick up my phone to be able to speak to Joan. Yeah. Well, they don't even speak on the phone, do no. they? They just no. text each other. I think yeah. within, within three generations, people won't know how to speak to each other. No, they one won't to know one. how to read and write. They won't know how to add up because all they'll do is press the buttons and it'll be there. Technology. And they don't know what they're losing. They just exactly. don't know what yeah. they're losing. So there's a, something that might surprise you, but the, um, the statistics at the moment, so that there's a big problem of isolation and loneliness, but not for... Yes, it's happening for older people, but mainly, especially in London, 
young people. Mm. Yeah. And that sounds bonkers to me. Like yeah. young people yeah. are supposed to be going out, making yeah. friends, having a social life, yet they are incredibly isolated and lonely. Yeah, well, look at the amount of stabbings that have been going on. You're frightened to go out of the night time. So do you think people are just <coughs> Oh, I'll scared? just tell them if they kill me, I'll come back and haunt them. <laughs> <laughs> they interact more with the computer yeah. than what they do with another human being, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so technology is part of the problem. Technology is yeah. taking over. Yeah. Mm. Has anyone from the outer rims got... Ring got something to say? You're all sitting there nodding and agreeing with things, but it would be great to have a bit of your input. Don't be shy, just come and come well, and join in, Victor. Well, I'm yeah. from Leytonstone, and it's quite a, well, it's not a big walk, but a big walk through the estate to get to the bus stop. And what I find is, it's a bit like a village, that people say hello as you pass them, because it's, you know, so it's so few people, you know, sort of, it's not a busy place. Yeah. So, it's, uh, so that's quite friendly too. So another statistic I um, found out yesterday was that, so people live longer when they've got a better social life and the more social interactions people have, the healthier and the longer they live. This is become, and obviously people get ill and things like that, but you live longer when you've got lots of people around you and a community around yeah. you. And, and a purpose, I think, is really important as well. What they said, and I think this is a kind of interesting thing, is that on the whole, our kind of, our social, and the number of social interactions that we have every day is decreasing. So, you know, perhaps uh, when you were younger, you'd say hello to the postman, you'd say hello to your neighbors, you'd talk to someone at the shop when you're buying something, now everything tends to be automated, so you don't necessarily have those conversations. Does anyone kind of, can, can anyone compare like how that might have changed? But how, how do you interact with that? Some people can't get out of the house. Yeah, yeah. How do you, you know, how do they socialize with someone? They can't get out of the house. You've got to get someone to go there and socialise with them. How do you do that? Mm, that's a good question. Any thought? Anyone got the answer to that? Any ideas? How do, how do you persuade people to go and visit people? Yeah, Myrtle. It's like um, some of the services, what they have provided, there is a lot of... They don't are they supporting people because, like, the London Dial Ride and, they like, the Apna Passenger Service and carers, they, um, they're not um, providing those um, services that some people can go to lunch club and uh, to do other activities. So um, they're just in, and I don't really know the meaning of isolation. Some people want to, do not want to mix with other people if that is isolation. So I don't know their health issues. But that is what what they do provide some services for other people like the library that if you do not need to go to the library they deliver things to older people. It's not that they're not active but they prefer that if they deliver them they can they don't have to go to the library. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't think agree with that. You don't agree with that. No. Yeah. I I'm disabled. Um, I find difficulty walking, I walk with crutches. Fortunately, I can drive, but when I get out of the car, I've got to walk. But I go to the library regularly, I go to the bank, I go shopping. It's a case of making your mind up that that's what you're gonna do, because otherwise you're stuck indoors and you don't live any longer, it just feels like it. Yeah. And, and I wonder if the council can give the social clubs in, 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 in Hackney um, the, the go-ahead to advertise at schools and things and perhaps get younger people to join us. Yeah, no, exactly. And do you mind if Geeta takes your place for a bit? Um, Jean, you wanted to say... Yeah, but there are people who can't get out of the house, yeah. Joan, and they need a library to oh, go yeah. to them. But there are... <coughs> Come out, out because we always be visiting people, 
we visit them in their home, hospital, or wherever they are we, uh, in their home. We always be visiting them. Our church group do that. So you make sure as a church group that you go out and visit people? Visit, uh, visit people so, um, so that they don't feel lonely and, and stuck in their house. And their home. So that's, you know, that's really important. Um, we haven't talked about church as a community. I think that's a really kind of uh, important sense of community and having people around you that all have a shared belief. Does, is, does anyone else here go to church or to the mosque or yes. you go to church? Yeah. So do you find a, a kind of, is that, is, the, is there a community or do you just go to worship or do you, do you interact with people there? We interrupt because we have a club as well. Yeah. We have a Monday club for the senior citizen. Yeah, so we interrupt. They play domino, they play different games, and, and we have um, one hour exercise. You know, so um, lots of different people, are whether it's church people or it's open to everybody. So people come in and, um, and join in. Even to uh, some people just come in for the exercise. And then we have lunch, you know, I help um, volunteer to cook the lunch. Great. Um, and at that club, we also have people coming to do computer, who's at, yeah. who is forwarding these smartphones to do computer and things like that. We always have people coming in to talk on diabetes, <coughs> eyes, I mean, bad, bad sight. Different people come in to talk on different things at different times. So when you go there, you really, it's something there for everybody. We have a solicitor that apply, come there every so often. If people have those sort of business and they don't know of other solicitors in the high street or what, she'd come and give them half an hour, lecture for nothing, and then if they want more, they'll pay and decide if they want her services. So there's a lot of things going on in the club. And it is called the Community Uprising Club. So church is about a lot more than worship. There's a lot more going on at yeah. church. Our church does a pop-up shop, which is uh, sort of uh, take a bag and fill it up for a pound from free food from waitress and others or the nearer, you know, the reduced price things that are going to be unsellable the next day. So they give it to us before it becomes unsellable. Great. Um, so Gita, you've joined us. Um, what did you want to add to the conversation? Actually, do you want me to introduce? They all know me. Yes, for uh, the radio. <laughs> yes. No, I, my name is Gita, and um, I, I, I have lived, I used to live in Hackney for about 38 years I was living here, but my husband died, and I moved in with my daughter at Stratford. But I still come here because I think this is a very different, unusual center. Not only is diverse, but it is, uh, it has got something that the other community centers that I go to don't have. They do, um, they do a different activity every single week. So I like it, and when I moved away, I asked if I can continue to come, and I was told yes because I had been coming here for 15 years, they said, yes, you can definitely come. So I have continued to come here, and I think it's the very best center, although all the other centers in Hackney, I don't go anymore, they're too far. I need three buses sometimes to come, but I still make an effort to come. Now, why I raised my hand was um, we were talking about isolated people. Now, I was very glad to know, and I know there is an awareness of it, 
but not a lot is happening because a lot of old people, although they have access to dialyride, but they find it very cumbersome. And they, they don't uh, want to wait hours and hours for a dialyride to go somewhere. So it is not happening for a lot of people. Now, recently, about a year ago or so, uh, a man asked me if I can go and see his mother. I said, bring her here, tell her to come here. I was in a community center. He said, she, uh, he, she can't do stairs. So I said, um, I don't think I can come. I didn't want to go to an unknown place just to see an old lady. It might be true or not true. It could be dangerous for me. But I didn't say that to him. But I've been thinking that if this, uh, to sort of render this isolation, if we go in a small group, at least two people, to visit somebody, then it will be safer. So we have to make a little group to go and see, and we have to appoint a particular time and day. So it would be possible to do it, but nobody I know is doing that. And I'm not either, although I've been asked to do it, requested to do it. So I think that's one solution. If there are other solutions, <coughs> I don't know about them. That's a fantastic idea. Some sort of, um, <coughs> I guess, system where a couple of friends go and visit somebody they don't necessarily know because you're going to be, it's safe, you're going to be more relaxed because you're with your friends, so you're going to bring laughter and joy to the person's house and you're going to invariably make a new friend because there's less pressure on that one-to-one -one conversation that sometimes can be a little bit daunting if you have absolutely don't know anything about this person. So you're going as a kind of, you know, group. So I think that's a really good idea. So I'm not sure how it could be put in place, but it's definitely something to think about. Has anyone else got any kind of... Um, okay. Teresa, you joined, you joined us. Yeah. Did you have something that you wanted to, to add or to, to say? Well, I was pushed in there earlier. <laughs> 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 well, there is a charity called Befrienders, except you have to pay for it. Okay. It's not. It's, who, That's who a visiting thing. So you, the person who is receiving the visit has to pay. Yeah. Oh, well, everybody knows me here. My name is Teresa. I'm from the Caribbean. I've been living in Hackney for about. Ooh, 40 years. I had all my children here. And um, I, I belong to several clubs, you know. I go out three times or four times a week to different clubs. But this is my main one. This is the one that I, apart from Victor's, where we do drama on Mondays, Sutton House is a special kind of club. It's different, I don't know why, but we had this bonding, everybody's together. When we don't see each other, we say, but where's Margaret? Well, she's not here today. Is she all right? That's how it goes with us, you know, all the time. Whatever, whoever is not around, we always remember them. And I've learned so much. I've been coming here for about 20 years, from the very beginning. And I've learned so many things. I've learned how to interact with other people. Even though I used to do it before, but now with different races and different people, different communities, I've learned a lot. I've learned, and I'm happy to be here. I look forward to Friday. Every Friday I said, oh, tomorrow is Friday, Sutton House. <laughs> I tell and my daughter said, no. Are you going out tomorrow? I said, yes, it's Friday, it's Sutton House, have you forgotten? I've got to go to Sutton House. And um, I'm happy to be here. I love it here and I'm happy, I love everybody. And every, yeah. you know, it's, it's a very you know, tight, knit, tight community. It's very, very, 
and we haven't seen her for two weeks, and everybody say, where is Sharon? She hasn't met anyone. Yeah. And today, everybody, as soon as she walks through the door, everybody is happy to see her. So it's everybody else. So that's all I've got to say. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. And I think, I think that's the important thing that this group it's based about socializing it's not about health or no, 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 about no. kind of issues it's yeah. about just being just together be and having just, be there for each other. Just, yeah. just to be here you know as soon as you open the you come you walk through the door the atmosphere itself even though you are feeling a bit down as soon as you walk in you feel a bit better because somebody talk to you and say give a joke or something whatever it's a you know it's a good place to be and um, we enjoyed it very much. Great. Um, I just wanted to go back a little bit onto some, one of the questions was about, um, I guess, the interactions that we have every day. Who around this table feels like they feel quite comfortable about speaking to strangers? They do it regularly. Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> You speak to strangers. Come, come and tell us. Um, come and just explain your lack of fear or your openness to strangers. Why, why, why is it that oh, someone's left their phone on? <laughs> Do you think it's because you're from from up north and people are more? willing to just chat to people in the street or is it just your personality what is it that just means you can just chat to people and well, you don't I think it's both i like people if you speak to me i'll speak to you it's like up north you can go up north say hello to someone you know and they don't want to call the police <laughs> <laughs> now when i first came to london with my youngest son which was in 1982 we used i lived in kentish town go out say hello to people and they say, what are you looking at me like that for? I'm not asking for your wallet. I don't want you to take me home. But I suppose because London's a bigger city, you've got to be more cautious who you get friends with, who you talk to. You can't leave your back door open and pop to the local shop here because when you come back, your place will be cleared out. Even today. Well, I, I just like people. And when you look at people, you can tell whether you can say hello to them or not, or you learn that anyway. Because you yeah. can't say hello to everyone no. in the street, because they think you're bonkers, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like on the bus. People don't have conversations on buses very often, do they? Well, everyone's on their phones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They get on the phone, the phone's on. And they're talking to someone that they're going to meet, usually. What are you going to talk about when you get there, <laughs> you know? But well, I think you try to talk to them. It's, it's like you've, yeah. you've interrupted their, you know, their space. Yeah. And, and, and why, why are you, why are you interrupting my space? Yeah, yeah. Instead of having a conversation with somebody. But I find Hackney, it's one of the most diverse boroughs I think, in London. Yeah. Does that make people friendlier? I think people in Hackney are more friendly than say if you're in South London. You have to learn to be. Yeah. Because otherwise it could cause lots of problems. Yeah. Okay. And, um, it doesn't matter what nationality you are, what colour you are, what religion you are. We've all got the same bodies and they all work the same. So it's not as if you're a, a different creature. So, you know, I don't see the problem. But I suppose it's because I grew up on a small estate and um, I had different nationalities on the estate. I mean, and uh, I was born during the war, and um, I can remember uh, the bombs dropping. And uh, but this, we had a family. Well, we had two families that I remember. One was a coloured family, and one was a Jewish family. The, the coloured family were fantastic. They always spoke to us. If we were playing downstairs and playing with the ball or whatever, never told us to stop, they always spoke to us. The Jewish family were the same. We, we, we just interacted with them because they were people on our estate. And funnily enough, one of the Jewish family is now very famous as a musician right. in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it doesn't matter 
Or when I was growing up, there was no black people. I lived on an estate, and I was the only one. Yeah. At school, yeah. there was only two other mixed-race people oh, there. But when I came to London, that's why I found there were so many different nationalities yeah. and different yeah. colours. Yeah. You know, and that's how you have to learn to interact with each other. I, 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 I won't say it because we were on the radio, but when we, when we finished, I'll tell you what my mum used to say. We all come from different backgrounds. Like a person like me, as a child, lived in a joint family. That means my grandparents were there, my uh, father's two wives were there and lot of children. We had a big house and everybody just worked together. But when you come to London, the life is quite different. I have found that by nature, when I am in company, I am a quiet person. But people over here are so nice, they speak to me. Like today I came in and I said, I'm a bit dizzy. And somebody made me a cup of tea. I said, I'll make it. No, I'll make it for you. So it's a sort of association that helps you. I feel that's easier. And I can talk to people. So it's very important for that to happen. Because coming from a different background, the whole Atmosphere is different for a lot of people here. So, uh, and we get along very well. I've never seen in 15 years anybody quarrel or have a bad word or sort of turn their head away or anything like that. So that's important, what's happening in here. I think and city folk and country folk are different as well, aren't they? Yeah. I think the one word to describe the the over fifty five, the recycled teenager, is we're all friends. Yeah. 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 Whatever you are, doesn't matter. We're friends. Yeah. But has coming here changed the way you interact with people anywhere else? I mean, has it made you a bit more open or a bit more kind of no, well, not really. It hasn't. No. No. Yes, I think I coming here. The table. <laughs> coming here. When you walk in here. Yeah. No, these days I'm normally late because I have to take three buses. I'm I live in a different area. But when I come in, people want to. Uh, even if the chairs are occupied or there is, they have reserved them for somebody. Somebody will definitely try to help and find a chair. I mean, there are volunteers here as well and they they find a chair for me these days and they are so cordial that it's amazing and I in Stratford I go to where I live I go to different community centers that are nearby but none is as good as this because this is a different <coughs> setup and I love it and those are just coffee mornings. You go, you say hello, hello, hello. And um, you find, if you're late, you find a chair somehow and, and sit. But uh, this, I find, is very different. So I continue to come here. Thank you. Um, like some people say, let me introduce myself to you. You don't know me, or I don't know you. We're meeting together in some things, and then, in Hackney, when they meet their friends, hello, greetings, and they hug and kiss each other. Family and religion is the same. So it just sends greetings or hello, how are you, or a hug and a kiss, because of someone they haven't seen for some time, but that's what the community is about, where they being, being friendly and nice to some people. If we don't know them, do not speak to them because there is a lot of changes here and some people are worried in going out even during the day because there is fights and fights and they don't want to get in to them and something like that. So, But the, the friendlier ones are the nicer ones that know each other. Hello, hello auntie, hello mom, how are you? 
and this is what some of the community is like and some customers are going into somewhere. So there is some good things that is said about into the community in Hackney here. I don't know about Northeast London, but in E8 and E9 and Hamilton, it's the same. So greetings is just something, hello, shaking hands. How do you do? You know, are you okay? And asking about family and friends and, and their children and grandchildren. So it's really nice to um, have a conversation on, on about religion and salvation with some people. Does everyone feel safe in Hackney? I do mm -hmm. a nice day, but I can't honestly say without question that I feel safe everywhere in Hackney. Mm. I've heard of too many stabbings around London. Mind you, I do have an alternative. I tell them if they kill me, I'll come mm -hmm. back and haunt them by singing to them. <laughs> <laughs> you could hear the results. <laughs> and, and also, it tends to be younger people stabbing each other rather than stabbing older people, right? Well, it's been a couple of older people being done lately. You can't go through life being scared to go no. out. Like people no. say to me, aren't you scared wearing all that jewellery? I'm not scared, but I am weary. You know, I'm not going to be scared to go out. I'm not, not going to leave it to, and what's the point do. in having it? I don't go saying, oh look, I've got this, I've got that. No. But uh, no, you can't go through life feeling scared to go out because you think someone might stab you. <coughs> yeah. But you've got to be cautious, especially it when you get to our age. So age does make a difference, just because you're more vulnerable, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And is Hackney a safer place now than it was, say, 30, 40 no. years ago? No. no, I wouldn't say so. So can any, has anyone got any anecdotes of how, how it's changed? Sorry, Gitty, you're dying to say Now, when I came to live here about 35, 40 years ago, and I was looking for a place to buy because uh, I, I had work in Hackney and I was living in customs house. So I asked somebody where that place is, you know, I had some addresses. Mm -hmm. And she said, you don't want to live here. I said, why? It's a terrible place. That was the first verdict I had. And um, if you were in the supermarket in those days, people will say, I'm, I was in front of you, all right? But it's all changed now. It's changed so much that people will get up and give me a seat. And all kinds of nationalities will give me a seat. I don't even have to ask for it. So Hackney has changed tremendously. I think the reason for that was that a lot of people in Hackney in those days didn't have jobs. But there was a minister or somebody, I don't remember his name, he said, give these people jobs. And uh, I remember reading about it, uh, about him. And once they had jobs, gradually, the whole thing changed. And Hackney is quite different now. And it's a happier place and safer place. Although when I lived here, uh, two years ago, lived here, I didn't go out at night, so maybe my experience is a bit different. But a couple of times I had to from hospital and um, I was a slightly worried, but I was all right. And people are very nice here now. Thank you. So that's interesting. Uh, Hackney's become a wealthier borough, therefore less dangerous, friendlier? I would call it wealthier, but comfortable. Comfortable. Mm -hmm. it, I mean, it was, I think, yeah, I, I mean, we can say that it has changed. In the last 30 years, yes. it's become a very different place. No? Yeah, people with money are moving in. Mm. They are trying to yes. push us out. They really are. Yeah. You go up Kingsland High Street, and it's all 
cafes, coffee bars, you know. And Shoreditch is mentioned on yeah. the Yeah. It's getting very expensive for people, say, like me, to live. Yeah. All this organic food, all right, it's good for you, but people like me, we can't afford it. Come and, well, come pensioners, and you know, pensioners like me, you know what I mean? I had a, I had a call from uh, an estate agent uh, through the letterbox, and I thought, oh, they were going around the estate uh, estimating the cost of properties. I was going to sue them because I nearly had a heart attack when they told me how much my house was worth. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the price was ridiculous. It was almost twice the price that I paid for it, and that is from 2003. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that I think that's that. I don't think there's anywhere in London where that isn't happening. No. I mean, it's definitely. But we've got properties in Hackney that are going for over a million <coughs> and two million pounds. They are. Yeah, two million. Yeah, over two million. Where is that? Can I buy one? <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, Anne, earlier you were you, you it kind of got covered up by some other voices, but you were you were talking about um, an experience you had of trying to talk to somebody on on the bus. Can you just tell tell us that story? Yeah, I think because everybody now has a phone and, and they don't have time to you know you get on a bus and if you say hello to somebody sitting beside you, it's like. Oh, excuse me, but you're interrupting me. I'm watching this thing and, I, and, and how dare you <laughs> to talk to me. I mean, I find I'm not very one of communicating I mean, getting on with people as such. But I do tend to talk to people at bus stops. Yes. And I, I can set up a conversation. I mean, this is ridiculous. I can set up a conversation with a stranger. But tell me if someone that's close to me, and I, and I hardly know how to talk to them. I'm a very insecure person, really. And um, sometimes you feel really silly because you think, well, if, if, if I can talk to people, you know, on the bus stop, why can't I talk to other people? I think it's the technology that um, is causing a lot of it. Like we said, they've either got earphones on or they've got their phone on. Yeah. And, and they don't talk to you like they used to. So is it a myth? Did people actually really talk on the bus? Did yeah, that really happen? Yeah, they used to more before mobile phones came out. Now they talk well. to each other, but they're on the phone talking to someone. Yeah. I remember getting on a train at Hackney Downs once, and um, this man got on, and he was on the phone, and he, he'd gone, yes, I'm at Hackney Downs, um, I'll be such and such a time. And we got to the next stop, and, hello, I'm at so-and-so, yeah, I'll be <laughs> such and such. And he did that the whole bloody way. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I said to him in the end, I said, excuse me, I said, is this the first time you've done that journey? He said, no, I do it every day. <laughs> so I should tell everyone where he's going, what stop. Yeah, yeah, every single station. And he does it every day. And I said to him, you're an idiot. Not quite in those words. Well... Talking about people who talk to you on the bus, it's usually somebody who tells you to be born again. And I said, well, my mum is dead, so I can't go back there to Selling be born again. Selling your religion. <laughs> oh, I'd say my mum is too old. <laughs> but I notice people are more aggressive nowadays. You've got to be very careful. You're standing in a queue at a supermarket and you'll always get somebody that'll cry yeah, and or they'll leave the shopping trolley there, then go and do their shopping and keep yeah. putting it in the trolley. But you've got to be careful. Do I say anything or do I just shut up and wait another two hours while they get served? I so, have to be yeah. very People careful. are very aggressive nowadays. I have to be very careful when I go shopping. And I shop a lot at Asda's and Tesco's. And as everybody knows, I'm on crutches. So I put my crutches in the trolley, even if I only want a smaller out. But I went to uh, Asda's the other week, and I got knocked over four times oh, where people weren't looking. And if it wasn't for someone being near me and catching me, I'd have been on the floor four times because they just don't look at what you're doing. 
They don't look what they're doing. They know what they want and that's it. Yeah. They don't care about anybody else. So it's frightening. So I, I have mm-hmm. to judge what time I'm going to go. And I went the other day and it was virtually empty and I still got knocked over. <laughs> <laughs> Has, um, yeah. Uh, coming back to organic food, now I especially want to make a point because I want people to hear on the radio. Now, I think there should be a government law that all food that's grown is organic. Then everybody will be able to afford it. Um, So it it should be a law because we are only spoiling our land by doing the other way and putting artificial things in. So we should change because even what's happening is going much further. I used to go to India every winter for so many years and I found their food was wonderful. But the last two years I went, it is not. They have come here, done courses, and copied and go back home to want to earn more money. And they have spoiled their food chain as well. So it's going around the world. But I think we could start and rectify this particular problem. And I'll be very thankful if somebody does that. But we don't grow all of our food anymore, do we, like we used to? No, we don't. But we (coughs) Nobody says you can't. Yeah, England could feed themselves. It'll take time. But gradually, we could improve things so that everybody can afford proper food. Maybe that would be. What we could and what we do is two different things, isn't it? We're going to wind up now. I think that's a very good next topic. So maybe we could keep that for the next time and talk about, you know, food and the quality of food and things like that. Thank you everyone for joining us. It's been a fascinating conversation. And um, hopefully we'll be back with another radio show. Thank you.